Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Oh, have I got a shout out for you today because with us, we've got a writer, a family commercial and fashion photographer, a cinematographer, and he is known for Moneybag, Horizon Circle, and My Pizza. There's more. He's going to talk about some of those things. He's also earned an associate's degree in film production technology, along with a specialization in cinematography. I am really excited because we haven't really spoken too much about that. And what's even more special about our guest today is he's created a nonprofit called Kids Behind the Lens. And what this does, well, I'm going to let him share it because, oh man, this is super exciting. I'd love to talk about things that we're doing to help others, encourage others. And this is right up the alley with the things that we've been talking about. And so let's bring our guest on now. Welcome, Ken Montano. Hello, Rebecca. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm jazzed at the things that you've got going. And you're just nonstop. This is just scratching the surface of the things that you do. And so I'm going to ask you, was the first thing that you started doing, maybe in your younger years, photography? No, I don't know. In fact, I didn't even like photography when I was younger. No kidding. Nope. Okay. No, I mean, I mean, I respected it and stuff, but I didn't. I wasn't one of those kids that had a camera in his hand. Really. This is really interesting. So, yeah. moving into photography and entertainment. Um. Actually, I came across. Um, I just met somebody who was a photographer, and um, we hit it off really well. And. Um, we were friends and then she, um, she's, she, she had this business that she worked, uh, as a photographer in the hotel. So she would buy space to have an area within the hotel and she needed help as another photographer. So she asked me if I wanted to join her and that's, that's how I started photography. So my first photographer was as a professional photographer because I was getting paid on my first day. So, even though I didn't know what I was doing. I, I think everybody wishes that they could jump into a job right away and just start getting, yeah. I mean, without training and experience, just start getting paid right away. But um, there is something to be said with being able to network and gain people who become friends and you get to learn things that they're doing. And sometimes right. I kind of think that their excitement sort of fosters interest in us with the things that right. yeah i mean if they're not excited about it then you're not going to be excited about it yeah you know that's, what I mean? so that's just how energy works you know? yeah i i think so too and um so you've been doing that for a while you were doing family photography and yeah i started that in 2012 i started that okay yeah and then you moved into commercial and fashion. Yeah, within like a year or two later, I was, um, I learned Photoshop and all that other stuff. Yeah. So which is more difficult do you think to do? Family photography and getting everybody together and smiling, <laughs> looking right at the same time, or the commercial fashion aspect, because there's so much, I guess, more demand in perfect picture i would say families for sure okay they're always unpredictable you always have the one straggler kid 
who just wants to do his own thing, you know, and you got to put your shutter speed on like a thousand to catch every little movement he gets, right? Um, or just get him to look at the camera, you know what I mean? That, that's, and then you have the father that doesn't want to be there, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the mother, want, and then they start arguing. Like, it's so funny when you think about it because I have a lot of good pictures of families and I remember like the behind the scenes, just like you would like with your own pictures, right? So we all know what, like, when you see a picture, like if you had a fight that day or whatever, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember that family. They were a pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kid, that grandma, that, and then other times it'd be like, oh, that family was great. And that's how I remember my own images, you know, just like other people do with their own images. So families, because the fashion stuff, it's more planned. Um, you would have you know, your lights all and where you want them to be. It's usually in a studio. It's usually, yeah, it's, it's, it's just more fun too. I think it'd be a lot of fun with the right family, but a lot of families can really be, um, try your patience. So yeah. many people in the audience probably won't know this about me, but I happen to have been that kid. In fact, we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I don't know, probably eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there. We didn't have family over all the time, but this one particular moment that we did, and um, we didn't have a professional photographer, but dad was taking a picture and I was not happy. And so um, I either turned around or put my head down right when I knew I was going to take it. And I'm the only one in there just messing up that way. And you knew that what you were doing. Too. I did. I did because I was I was irritated about whatever it was, you know, when you're a kid, little things can, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it was. I don't even know. I just know because that's the picture I see and I'm thinking, you know, what did I do that for? But I was you know I used to do I used to have a good way with kids when I was um I saw a kid that was kind of like being like a straggler kid and like a problem kid, whatever, I would show them tricks and stuff, and then I would say, Okay, if you want to learn how to do this trick. Just be good for your mom and dad, and we'll get through this. And then at the end of the day, like at the end of the shoot, I would show them the trick, and then you know, that's how I dealt with those kids a lot of times. But it didn't always work. It's <laughs> good to know, though, because oftentimes I think parents do get frustrated, and they're trying to get everything just so. And I think right. on a parental end, that is a technique that they can utilize it's not the bribery thing but it's just that you yeah, know, it's like go through this and you get this here i mean kind of a some reverse psychology in there you know? it's like come on you do this i'll give you that or i'll show you this or... yeah yeah and <laughs> so so interesting so then did you move into film i mean as far as entertainment well like okay like i said i wasn't into photography as a kid yeah but I was into film as a kid. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's really what happened. I I, uh, I had a camera in my hands by the time I was like 11 years old. So um, it was my dad's camera, and I would go in and ask my dad, you know, hey, can I use your video camera? Because I want to do some stop motion animation in my room <laughs> with like my teddy bears and like Transformers or like other G.I. Joe men or whatever and I used to like do stop motion animation which is something they don't really do much anymore it's usually you know all computers now but um it was a lot of fun and uh 
by the time I was like 15 years old, uh, my dad was asking me for the camera. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, can I have to go? You know, so it's just something I fell in love with like at an early age. I think it's really important for us to pay attention to our passions from when we were young. Mm -hmm. Because those things that excited us then usually will, if we haven't used them for a while, reignite. And um, and so I, it's really interesting because I've always loved photography. Um, I haven't been the best, but I've loved it. I've loved mm -hmm. capturing images and being able to see them. And one of the things that I had an opportunity to do in high school was work in the photography department. Oh, cool. and, yeah, and, um, develop the film, and see, understand negatives and the chemical solutions and things. That That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, many people don't have to deal with that now because you have to no. that. <laughs> well, nowadays, it's even easier. Now, it used to be like when, you know, like, was it like 10, 15 years ago? They were like, oh, we got these electronic cameras. We can actually see the picture. We don't have to go in, into like the dark room, right? But nowadays, you, you could literally, before you hit the button, you could see what the picture's going to look like. That's power, you know what I mean? So it's like, Incredible. anybody can be a photographer nowadays. It's so easy with, with the right camera. Okay, that's really that's really interesting, and I'm, I'm yeah, you, you can actually look through the viewfinder, and it actually changes the exposure as you're as you're messing with the camera. So how how could you mess that up? You know what I mean? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> this is all they go. All right, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh there we go. Click. Yeah, and maybe you just have to know like M P Auto. Yeah, right. Manual. <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's bringing back memories of. People not, you, know, you don't want anybody to open that door when you got the red light going on in the dark room. Yeah, that's crazy. I've, I've never done that at all. So oh, no. Okay, so maybe that's, that's really cool that you know that. It's really neat. I mean, it was really fascinating to see. And it was sort of kind of like having the, you know, Insta, the Polaroid Insta film and you're just waiting for it to, mm -hmm. you know, expose. But at any rate, how how long did it take from you going as a child into film, into actual film production? Um, and the oh, God. Um, <laughs> when I was like 13, from like 12 to like 15, um, I have a cousin and um, he's like three or four years older than me. And he had his own video camera and um, I would go over there for the weekend at his house and we would uh, spend the whole weekend uh, making movies. How fun. Yeah, like our own little movies that we made and you know, it's really fun. Are you gonna um, use any of those in the things that you're doing? Um, I mean, we we had like one or we had like one or three ideas back then that we were doing because it was it was mostly his it was like his films and I was just there to help him out and be the actor and be the you know what I mean so um, but it's funny because I'm getting married this July congratulations and I'm, yeah and I'm inviting him to come down and I haven't seen him in like years so it'd be funny like if he still has like those tapes of us like when we were like fourteen. 18 years old. Yes. Thank you. 
I I am so excited for you, and I am sure that you're going to know where you want everything placed to get the right shots and <laughs> everything. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's interesting that you talk about our childhood and being behind the camera because when you have a love for it, it's funny when you look back on your pictures, you've got everybody else in them but you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I... I was going through some old pictures not too long ago and I was looking at them and I'm thinking, gosh, I mean, I have everybody's journey except for mine in there. So, um, <laughs> so it's really neat when you see some of yourself, you're like, oh gosh, you know, um, but how is it different being, doing films, say with your cousin than actually being on set and getting ready to, to make something just come alive? Um. It's the same feeling. It's not. It's not much different, other than just the scale of what I'm doing it now. Okay. Um, we didn't have any production equipment when we were doing it. My cousin, you know, it was just, it was just a camera and a house and outside. That's it. So. Was it a Panavision? A what? A Panavision. What what um, type of camera were you using? Oh, you know those. You know how, like from the '80s, like those camcorders, or like yeah. Rocket launcher. Do they have the, do they have the microphone? Like, yeah, exactly. And that's what we use. Yeah. So, so we didn't have any microphones. We didn't have any. We just had story ideas. And we knew what we liked as far as like films. And he liked horror films. So we created a horror film and stuff. So it was just fun. This, this sounds so much fun. And I love the things that you're doing. You just wrapped up on something pretty recent i'm going to keep that under hats just until you you release the things that you've got going on this and i definitely want you to come back and talk about that but let's talk about something that you're doing all the time right now every tuesday um every tuesday i started this like a month ago maybe almost two months ago i guess um on my on my youtube channel which is basically um every tuesday i'm going to premiere a short film every Tuesday at 8 p.m. That's what I do. So um, I could do that because I've been, since 2020, I've been shooting like films. And there's a like three or four films that I have yet to complete. So I'm just taking like a little like snippets from those and like making them into like little, like really shorter films, like a like four or five minute film. So that's how I'm able to do this right now. Otherwise, how can you make a film every two if you can't? I think that this is great simply because right now, short video is in demand. You see this on a number of social media platforms. TikTok mm -hmm. has taken the uh, lead in this and you have other social media platforms that are replicating it for reels and stories. What so, to take some of your work and sort of, it's not just a trailer, this is a short that comes out every Tuesday. And now you're engaging people to see what's going to be coming. Love this. I love this mm -hmm. idea. Completely out of the box, but so the timing with what you're doing is so perfect. And not, not all the films that will premiere on Tuesday will be older films. Like the one that I just shot this weekend in two months, I'm going to premiere that here too. So um, I'm just excited to be making more films at a consistent because I would say, uh, I would say consistency equals success, right? Like the more that you do something, like the better, 
that you're gonna get. That's just I so that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna take that as today's big key learning point for everybody. Consistency <laughs> is the key to success. I try to make sure everybody uh, every episode that we have something that can help people change their life. And I think that this is a really, really important thing to say. And well, the second thing out of the show so far is that uh, passion, your passion as a kid, now listen to that because it's going to foster something that you're going to love later on. Um, work doesn't become work that way. And then the right. consistency is essential to success because the, as you're doing things, things grow from it and people that you're building rapport with or who are watching you, they, they gain this trust relationship with you, even if it's just on screen. Mm -hmm. And so when you're consistent about doing something, it shows you're reliable and so much more about you um, becomes connected with people. And that lands you in places you never dreamed of. And, and we know like every year people do the same thing. It's like happy new year. And then they're like, no, I'm going to change. I'm going to do things. And, and then like two months later, they, they're, you know, it's the same person again. You know what I mean? Well, I wanted to make sure that that doesn't happen. So I was like, well, how could I do that? Well, if I say I'm going to, you know, every Tuesday, then it's going to come out every Tuesday. I have to be accountable for that. It keeps me on a schedule, you know? I, I love that. And with that too, I think that when you're being consistent and you look at your yearly goals at the end of what you were just consistent with, you're going to see the potential for new growth to be added to that. And because you've already adapted to that, it won't be too much more difficult to add a new component and then, and just have that grow. Oftentimes we don't think about all of the the opportunities that come along with consistency and like, okay, I'm just going to do this, but you don't want to get in a routine that leaves you stagnant. You just, you just get it to a point now where you go, okay, it's, it's so funny. Kind of like when you're learning something new, it might take you an hour. And then as you begin to master it at some point, it might only take you five minutes to do it, but that other, you know, 55 minutes, now you can incorporate something else and grow. And it just allows you to continue to grow this uh, circle influence that you're creating. Yeah, it seems like I was talking to somebody not too long ago about, they say they're a filmmaker. And I was like, well, let me see your work. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find their work anywhere. And so I was like, well, you know, so you're not a filmmaker. You like film, you're like, you know, you're really into it. But until you make a film, put your name on it. And you know what I mean? Like you can't, <laughs> So I see like a lot of that going like around and it's like, you know, and then, well, it's like, you're not a film, you're just like really into film until you start making films. So like I could actually say that I'm a filmmaker now, you know what I mean? Like that means something to me. It does so, mean something. And right. IMDB, this means something. You're acknowledged right. as a professional and an expert and not to mention that let's I mean just let's going back to not only experience making you an expert you have an associate's degree and your your associate's degree is big with what you've done mm -hmm. that's funny because I didn't really learn much I mean the stuff I learned you know when I went to Valencia and then I was at UCF and stuff I it's not the stuff that made a difference of what I'm doing now okay 
like, you know, it's like, I know how to wrap a cord because I went to college. <laughs> and like, I did a lot of stuff before that too, but um, it wasn't until like the last couple of years when I really dug into it. Okay. Because for years, for years, I was like those people that was like, no, like I watch films, I understand film. But they don't really make their own films. They're like trying to make their own films. So they're trying to get into like that world, you know? And um, I, I was trying to do that for like a long time, trying to get on sets where I can and help out and stuff. And anytime I would say, hey, I, I could help, I could do more, um, I could never get ahead. I didn't get ahead until I started making my own films. So do you think? That okay, there's something to say about just getting out there and doing hands on because I think you probably just based on what I'm hearing you say is that you knew a lot before you went in there and you were probably even able to help other students saying, Okay, if you just do this, this is going to help us, you know, get this. Because mm -hmm. you, you've been using that, that's it. And that's something else I want to, you know, share with the audience in that sometimes we kind of have this perception that we have to go to school, but the real hands-on stuff that you learn is out in the field mm -hmm. and something may not work exactly as it was in the classroom. And you have to do all these different modifications or and be adaptable. I think the bigger problem is, is that when you say you want to be a filmmaker or you're walking around saying you're a filmmaker and you have filmmaker friends or whatever, you want to impress them okay. and you're afraid to put anything out. You're afraid to make anything and put your name on it because you're like, well, yeah, I, I did make that. Oh, yeah, I know the sound was kind of bad. Well, duh, you have to start wherever you are, you know, just admit to yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Stop. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I, I'll just like grow from there. But absolutely, absolutely, you do grow from there. I when I first started doing a radio show that eventually turned into adding the video, mm -hmm. my very first show, it was two hours long. It was solo. I thought I had enough content. I didn't. I was completely nervous, even though I had been doing public speaking for many, many years. There was something completely different about that, and if we were to go back and listen to this, it would be like, oh my goodness. But I put it out there because this is what you do. And it's, it's actually great to see someone grow. When you have an audience and a fan base that grows with you over time, mm -hmm. it's a tremendous thing because they'll say, I can remember when, and they'll still be able to identify, hey, you are a real person. It wasn't something, I mean, there's just such a really neat connection that way too. And I do encourage anybody, like you're saying, if you've got something, get out there and put it out. If, if yeah. this is what you want to do and you're saying you're doing it, put it out there. No, no fear, because if you don't do it now, five years from now, you're going to be like in the same spot because you didn't start yet. Stupid. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And it's all fear driven. Like you're saying, I mean, people are afraid uh, what somebody's going to think. The audio wasn't that great. Or sometimes it's our own fear of meeting our own expectations but i think you're a hundred percent yeah no they're more worried about their friends yeah okay so <laughs> let's think about our friends for a second and going back in time to the childhood because i could talk to you ken all day about this stuff 
Mm-hmm. Before I let you go, I really want to talk about what you're doing with Kids Behind the Lens. Oh, that was something I did, yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, it was this great idea where we rented out a studio and we divided the studio into like five different halves. And so we had like five different spaces and each space represented a job that a photographer would go on. Like we had supposed to be like at, you know, like a wedding. We had like a rock star um, concert going on at one of the other ones. Um, And the kids, the idea was that they're supposed to be getting these calls because the idea was that I couldn't handle all the work. So I had to hire these kids. Okay. And uh, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, quick, you have to go to this rock concert. So then, you know, all the kids would shift over to the rock concert area and they, um, we supplied them with their own, you know, with uh, actual film, like actual cameras. And then we just let them, you know, we, I started off, I gave them like a 10 minute course and like the basics of photography. Mm-hmm. And then we let them go from space to pay, uh, each space, I think was like five minutes each, I think. And then when the five minutes were up, they would all walk up to the next one. And we had a ball because we had photographers there, like as like, uh, what do we call them? Photographer, uh, you know, like the teachers, whatever. And um, I love this. I want to do it again sometime. In the near future, because we to the kids were just great. They were taking really good pictures too. I would love to see that. In fact, it's you're bringing back something to mind where it tells me how important that this is. And I, I had these lenses, and I needed to find some information about these lenses and the different cameras that I had, and so on and so forth. Long and short of it is I couldn't find a photography shop anywhere. There was there just wasn't any. So I found one in a location that I was going to be traveling through and I went in and I um I had to wait because there's people coming in that had business to do. And I was excited to see, I was so glad that I had an opportunity to wait because there were college students coming in and they were looking to make purchases of cameras from way back and so their instructor was starting them on old school cameras here's you know how to capture black and whites and and you need this and so Mm -hmm. I thought that that was really great what you're doing is the younger informative years and I think this is a really great opportunity for them to get there get in there and get some experience and see some things that they might like and the creative side of film, cinematography, photography, I just think that that really allows things that are going on with, within us to just explode when we can convey it through this method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I am a film person. I've been taking, I, I've got a humongous trunk full of pictures and everybody's like I'll just snapshot it and you know then you can throw the photograph out and I'm like no I mean there's (laughs) there's something to be said for all of those um but I really believe that you get to see things from different perspective even 
though you're looking through the lens after you see it, you get a completely different perspective on some things as well. So I'm just excited about what you're doing. I'd like to see you do more of that. In fact, I do. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. And, and if you do, I'd love to help with that in some context. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's behind the lens. Let's do it. Yeah. Behind the lens. I, it's, oh, I, I get thrilled. I'm actually still getting emails from it. Like emails from the kids who are originally were there and saying, you know, she's actually doing photography now still, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, uh, it's, it's really cool. And this is, this is very exciting. And I just got to share with the audience that if you want to get involved in this too, please uh, definitely contact either myself or Ken, because I, I really believe in equipping. Um, are you, Have you seen the pictures right? from it? Have I ever show, I haven't shown you the pictures from it, right? No, not yet. I could I could send you some pictures from it later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Super excited about this. So let me just share with the audience, or have you share with the audience how they can get in contact with you and stay on top of what you're doing, and especially tune in to this new breed of entertainment that you are delivering every Tuesday night. Yeah, well, my YouTube is uh, my YouTube channel is Montano Productions, uh, M O N T A N O, um, and uh, I'm on Facebook, of course. But you know, who isn't? Right. You have a photography website as well. It's got your I have a photography website. Yeah, Ken Montano Photography. So if you need headshots, uh, I do headshots for actors. I do I do thirty second spots, like commercial spots. Um, you have like a business, whatever. So, um, you know, make your brand look more professional. Um, not just a, I mean, I, I could do a longer spot in 30 seconds, but that's where it starts. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me as far as, uh, how you can reach me. Somebody wanted to work with you and get some headshots done, but they live on the other side of the country. If they want to take some photographs that, you said, okay, I need, you know, your head here, your shoulders here. Could you edit them and make them professional? I mean, if they were shot with a good camera, mm -hmm. um, and I would advise them to shoot it in RAW in that JPEG format, yeah, I could. Okay, great. So we have lots of opportunities. For those of you who are watching, listening, you can definitely connect with Ken to see the things that he's got going on. He's doing something out of the box. None of the other cinematographers uh, are doing this right now. You've got to check out his shorts that are coming out every Tuesday night at eight o'clock Eastern time on YouTube at the channel Montano Productions. We also want you to connect with him on Facebook or any other social media platforms, including checking out his website so that if you need anything, whether it's commercials, maybe you have something small, small production that you need done. Lots to do. Ken's the guy. You've got to check it out. I'm delighted. Um, I, I can't even begin to tell you how much this uh, brings me joy to think that there's even more that we can do with our youth through the things that he's doing. And it, like I said before, if you want to get involved too, just get, get in touch with us. Me, Rebecca Mayan at publicist.com. We've got a lot going on. Thank you so much, Ken, for being with Thank us. Thank you, Rebecca. Pleasure. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. I, I, the time just went by like snap. I know. That was it. I've got so much more to, uh, to talk with you about. So we'll definitely have you back again. Thank yeah. you.
All right, cool. Thank you so much. And thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. So delighted because this particular episode not only gave you an opportunity to get to know Ken, but he shared so many really important points that are going to make a difference in our lives. And this is the kind of person that I think um, is somebody that you should connect with and follow because he's going to continue to provide inspiration and give you tools and resources and hope to make a difference in your own life or that of somebody you know. So make sure that you get this out there to everybody on social media in any fashion that you can uh, with those that you know and everybody that you don't. Thanks for tuning in.